people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboy. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here's your host, live from Bacon 2013, Derek McCaw. Thank you. This is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of fanboyplanet.com. Yeah, we could have had that. That's all right. And applaud been polite as well. Yes, excellent. Uh, and uh, to my right is my podcast producer and sometime moral compass, and apparently a little tired this morning. A little tired. I was up uh, way too early after being up too, way too late. I understand that. Okay, and introduce yourself. My name is Rick Brett Snyder. And we have a couple of guests, but we're going to start off with one, and I just want to prove that I can remember her name. Bonnie Burton is Yay. sitting in in the guest chair to begin with. It's a very tough name to remember. <laughs> I, said, I have trouble with. I it said all it's the time. like it's like Stan Lee created her, and you can't remember. So don't tell my mom that. Uh, <laughs> I think Stan's got a lot of. Didn't yeah. she date Bonnie? She dated you know, Jack Russell, didn't she? Yeah, yeah it could be. And uh, you know, if if uh, if Gwen gave in to her, uh, Norman Osborne, it's possible. Uh, and so, and later on, we're also going to have Jay Hartlove on on the uh, guest guest microphone, recurring re- recurring, recurring guest on guest. <laughs> Okay, and he looks a little flummoxed by that. He's been writing okay. too. Oh, he, he has been. Okay, so um, you know we're going to talk. We got some comics news. We got some movie news. And you're ahead of me this week on one of them. I I, yeah, I know that's a very rare thing. Very but disappointed I, in myself. I, I had a long bus ride this week. Uh, so I'm going to go a, a little out of order. We're going to because uh, we have. Uh, I'm going to start with something I've never started with as a topic. Fanfic. My God. Yeah, I know, and, and there's a reason because something there's really, a reason there's something really <laughs> big happened in the world of fanfic this week, and I'm not sure that people got aware of it. Amazon licensed it, wow, and is now creating oh, yeah. creating a place called Kindle Worlds, and they licensed uh, with the Kindle platform uh, for with Warner Brothers properties. Um, they're not necessarily touching in anything I would read yet, but but their but their website is implying. That it will. So right now they're starting with Gossip Girl, Pretty Little Liars, and The Vampire Diaries. And anybody who wants to write short stories, two novellas, two novels. One of these things is not like the other. Um, what? <laughs> uh, and uh, no, it's kind of actually no. What is Pretty Little Liars just revealed to be supernatural because they've got a, because it, they've got a spinoff. It all makes that's sense going now. to be involving the vampires and the witches that have secretly been working behind the scenes. In you've uh, already got your fanfic written, have you? I, I don't want to say, uh, but the thing is, for for this is by by licensing it officially with Warner Brothers, um, they're actually going to pay royalties if you download and pay, and buy the uh, you know thirty five percent of net revenue, which is sort of like getting Air a back end deal, uh, you know, because uh, Star Wars hasn't turned a profit yet, has it? Uh, when it Why do you look at me when you say that? Because I know Not you have anymore. things to do with that. You mean since I left? Since you left? Oh, it was turning a profit till you left, no, and really, then everything uh, went no. down, no. Uh, downhill. Um, the only rule, and I think this is what's going to kill it, is uh, no porn. So, uh, uh, so no slash fic will be have allowed. Have they defined porn? 
It's <laughs> uh, the Supreme Court can't define no, the Supreme it. Court says, <laughs> the, the Supreme Court says it's a it's a it's an area thing. You know that well, and an Amazon. First time I've heard it called that. Defined, yeah. well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and since it's Amazon, it uh, depends on what's porn on Themyscira. So yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, anyway, so th- so that's that's it. It's very interesting, and and their website is that they're planning to license more. So yeah, I'm not going to read any Gossip Girl, Pretty Little Liars, or The Vampire Diaries, uh, but I have a daughter who might. So I'm a little. Which one? Does, which one does she listen to? Or watch? Uh, she watches The Vampire Diaries. I do yeah. too. Yeah. Actually, I yeah. I hear the vampire. Can I interject? Am I yeah, please to do. Uh, I would say, as a writer, though, that everybody should read that contract very carefully. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, There's I, no way the writers are the winners in this. You know, keep no. in mind, Twilight started as fanfic, and that became its own thing. And also, so you're saying if you're going to put the effort into it, do yeah, it with your own 50 characters. Fifty Shades of Grey started out yeah, as a Twilight, Twilight fanfic. fanfic. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the great. It's a circle of. I shouldn't suck. say great. A lot of the most uh, successful things out there started out as fans doing it without yeah. an Amazon contract, and they did fine. But this could be interesting. I don't know. Well, yeah, but I'm saying if you if if for those people that are dying to just play with those toys. It seems yeah. like if you're going to do it anyway, why not do it with a chance of getting a dollar back? As somebody who has received a cease and desist letter from Paramount, I understand exactly where you can go over the line if you don't have the rights. Wait it's a any huh? You got a cease and desist letter? Oh, from I did. Paramount? You didn't know this? No. What Was did you do? I did. I did a hypercard stack on the Next Generation. <laughs> That that was an encyclopedia. This is getting so nerdy. I do remember this. Okay. It, had, it had an encyclopedia, all the characters, everyone who'd been on the show, all the ships, all the planets, photos, uh, and it was basically an on. It was a, basically a digital magazine. And but Paramount approached me because you were they, a visionary. They found it in a catalog, and they assumed that what I was doing was writing fiction. And what's not allowed is you're not allowed. You can write articles about it, about what happened on the show. You can write synopsis, all this other stuff. You're not allowed oh, to take dead. their characters and write anything that changes or advances or does any kind of um, speculative thing with their characters. Unless it's fanfic, of course. Uh, well, uh, fanfic is kind of in the gray space right, of right, le- right. legality. If you sell it, and actually I sold basically for the cost of the discs that I was putting together. Um, the Trek say I sold a lot. Well, because Star Trek is socialist, I understand. So. Yeah. This wasn't last week, right? Like, no, this was, this was a hypercard. This no, was last century. That's my joke. <laughs> yeah. That was a joke. That's the joke that he's still using. I mean, I still use GIF Builder. So now animated GIF Builder? Well, I call it GIF. I don't care if you're supposed to call it I GIF. Because I'll stick a peanut Choosy butter. Choosy programmers choose GIF. Yeah. But I mean, I still use that now that animated GIFs are cool again. I'm totally using that. Well, I now still have the guy digging a whole construction site. Now that Google Plus page. supports them and Facebook does kind of. I know. I can't wait for Blink Tags to come back. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. No, they, they can't use that because that actually caused uh, seizures. seizures. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is Sorry. really geeky. Welcome <laughs> to GeekCast. Hey, let's talk Usenet. Oh, God. Okay. Can we move on? Let's talk Disney. Um, we, you know, you brought a... You brought up a put a link on we we use Evernote to be continually geeky about what we do. Yes, Evernote to collaborate about what what we're going to talk we're about. about on the show. And last last week you, we were two on the fly out of uh, Big Wow, but you put up the we missed the whole hullabaloo with the Merida makeover. Oh uh, yeah, in Disney. Uh, Everybody knows who Merida is, right? Right from Brave, and they the, uh, they the decided, redhead from Brave. They decided the movie that was all about just the girl power and being completely. True to yourself. One of the best needed a makeover. One of the yeah. best <laughs> best messages Disney has has given to their audience since Steamboat Mickey, Steamboat Willie, 
Steamboat Wiki. Willie. Yeah, okay. Wiki? Wiki. Steamboat Wiki. Ah, they found a way. <laughs> the Wiki is now theirs. Okay. Go, to me, go to the bar, get me something, so I'll have an excuse at least. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, okay, anyway, yes. Yeah, so they, they officially did the ceremony inducting Merida into the princess hood. Uh, which, uh, that's funny to she me. She went in the box, came out the other side, Stepford, Stepford Oh, absolutely. Thinner, off-the-shoulder dress. Not uh, talking back her anymore. Her hair combed, that's Implants. right. Implants. Yeah. Uh, and if you, if you saw the last Stepford Wives, she also gives 20s. Uh, out of her mouth. <laughs> out of her mouth. Uh, oh god, that movie was horrible. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that was horrible. But uh, yeah, so uh, luckily this is a case where the people won because, yeah. or, or or maybe just, a battle. Maybe they're going to sneak it back in and we're not going to notice. But they did. She's going to change slightly over the years. No, that's all right. Yeah. Okay, no, she'll grow older. No, 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 she won't. But it was it, it was just very very interesting. And I've heard that uh, there's been that they had removed the original director from Brave because she was pushing her feminist vision. <laughs> um, and so they had not liked that. Disney was kind of like trying to pull her back. But she was one of the leading the charge, and Disney had to back down and, and put the, the old version, the version that everybody liked of Merida, back up on as the official vision. Yeah. So very glad of that. For now. I, your happy. arms are folded, and oh, you no, are not no, having no, any of this, No, Bobby. no, I, I don't care. I mean, Disney's not really known for feminism, so, I mean, I don't know. I, part of me, because uh, I care about women, obviously women in sci-fi, women yes. in media. Did you see Brave? I did, and okay. I actually liked it. But you know, did you think that they they brought themselves up in your standard as far as a little as bit? But I mean, I just thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun movie. I don't. I go to see movies for entertainment and escapism, not necessarily to bring you know uh, real life issues into the theater, especially when it comes to kids. Stuff I think with kids stuff we have to remember this is for kids, right? And we don't need to necessarily put in our own. Well, I, I'm with you, but in the absence of actual parenting in this country, we, <laughs> we need to have uh, we have to have our corporations. No, I mean because I saw that controversy and my first yeah. without seeing what they had done, I was like, what's the big deal? It's the princess, and people talk about the Disney princesses, and my daughter was came out of the womb, you know, into into princesses, but she is not that shy yeah, I mean, retiring some, person some girls, because like, we have. Yeah. Let her be her, herself. You know? Some little so. girls like princesses, and that's totally fine. Some little girls like Godzilla and Evil Knievel, which was me, and that's fine too. So. Which brings you're here. The Godzilla you're makeover cool. now. Yeah, God's, I, Godzilla know, is like having princess a makeover. Leia, yeah. who was a princess who basically killed Jabba the Hutt in the worst fitting outfit possible, and uh, by herself with a chain. I mean, We're going to have to agree to disagree on that. I think. That slave Leia costume is. That's, it fit very well. <laughs> it fit very Carrie well. Fisher said you could see all the way to Texas when she wore it, so I don't. And it cleared your vision. It did. Anyway, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk about Disney, I'm sure, in detail in a little bit. Well, I mean, we are talking about Disney. I'm just making it its own thing because, as, as you see, I'm I braved this week the uh, 24 hours. I didn't make. You have a green hours. guy on your shirt. I have. I have uh, Mike Wazowski, Monsters University, because Disney got the greatest idea ever <laughs> to have uh, grad night. Because I, uh, which they have this big event, grad night, and their twenty-four hours of staying open. Because last year they did it for leap leap year, and they got like the best day they'd ever had because uh, they were open for twenty-four hours. Uh, and they decided to combine those two things. Really? Yeah, that was stupid. That was ridiculous. Uh, but I will say the morning was fantastic because everybody was. It was like, <laughs> like the it day was after. like when they had Car- Carmageddon in L.A. Right. when they said, "Stay off the roads because my God, there'll right. be there'll be traffic." Uh, and, and, and actually, then everybody did. It was like that. No, you, it was really the, up until about two or two p.m. Uh, you could just walk on everything because everybody pass. was scared to go. And uh, and then they, and then it became 
Yeah. And then Teen Boys, the worst creatures on the face of the planet. Uh, what are you talking about? Oh, he was hurting a crew <laughs> uh, yes, of Catholic I'm, school I'm, a, I'm a Catholic high school teacher, all girls. So we were trying to keep them all, you know, like Madeline, all in okay, line. Okay, okay. You were and, uh, afraid they were going to, like, what, you know, turn into punk rock stars at Disneyland if the, they were let I, Apparently free? so. Okay. They so might get over to Tom no, they were fine. But it was, okay. it was great. But they pushed also Monsters University, big launch. And uh, so one of the things I have, I, I got an, a limited edition Monsters University button yeah. from Disney, which we can put out uh, as one of the potential Stump Zorlack gifts. They they sneak previewed, actually, at AMC at the in downtown Disney. They showed Monsters University. Jason Salazar, I heard that occasional guest got got to go there, uh, so he was happy for two hours, and that was good. That's done for the year, and uh, <laughs> and, and then he's they, recovering now. Yeah, and then they just had all this monster universe. But what I liked was they had they, they had this year this limited time magic stuff, and since the other big Disney story this year is that Disney bought, we say they bought Lucas, but they bought Star Wars. I mean, that's you know nobody's. Well. Everything with Lucas. Everything, yeah. but everybody, but most people just want Star Wars. So, um, oh, unless you want another indie film, I want Willow. I want another Stop Willow movie. Hey, want... I'm waiting for Howard the Duck 3D IMAX. So. Okay, <laughs> okay, you're saying that sarcastically. No, no, you better not I wanna, be. I wanna, you I better Howard not be. Duck. I want the Howard the Duck remake written by somebody who understands it, written by Steve Gerber. Yeah, don't. He's dead. Okay, but um, they've Nathan added some Fillion things. I just want people to be aware. Um, the Star Wars is uh, out of Star Tours. They now have a droid factory. You can make, build your own droids. Uh, so uh, with I have a goofy Mickey goofy hat and a Captain Jack Sparrow hat on my R two unit. That is that is that is far too cool for uh, audio Let's broadcast. See. Yes. Let's so see if take I can it out. So it. and then on the back, and then they give you a sheet so you can oh, name right. your droids. Wow. And wow. they are. Uh, can you get an astromech with a fez hat? Uh, no, they didn't, How about a bow tie? Didn't Fail. see that. No, I'm sorry. I know there's because Disney doesn't own the Doctor yet. No, Doctor doesn't own no, the Fez hats. It's, it's the Fez, Fez hats have been around since it's the Moroccan's Fez Maladin, been in blood. But no, and the bow tie from something else. Yeah, Fez hats. <laughs> let me from Mickey. Mickey. Wait, back Mickey. up here. Doctor Who does not own Fez hats. Do you know what Shriners are? I do. <laughs> I, I try not to, but yes. Yeah, so, no, I did buy by Birdie. I'm aware of that. Uh, yes. He's just beating me down. You're new. Here, so. Yeah, yeah, so it's okay. No, I understand that. But don't don't start. But don't tell. Fight. But don't tell me you were going. I'm an astromech who's a Shriner. That's not why you wanted a fez <laughs> no, hat on. No, I. Oh, uh, if you want to go head to head on this, I married R2D2 at Star Wars Celebration three years ago, and I put a fez on a fez hat on him before Doctor Who was ever. Wait, I'm sorry, fez you hat. married R2D2? Yeah, it was a media stunt, but my stepmom <laughs> saw it on Facebook as I was married and freaked out a little. I didn't tell my parents. But uh, <laughs> you can see the pictures. If oh, you just... my God. I'm, I'm... Adrian Curry was my maid of honor. Oh, yeah, uh, yes. yeah. Wow. Was dressed... she in the Slave Leia suit? No, she was I, dressed as an uh, Imperial officer, actually, oh, okay. which was really good. Uh, Darth Vader was best man. Oh, nice. Uh, we had a bunch of Astromex as our flower, flower girls. And I gave him um, a restraining bolt for, as a wedding ring. And then I got a wedding <laughs> ring. But it's a, it's so unique, many marriages would be better if a restraining bolt was, could be put yeah, on the I'm trying to work that in now. Nice. And, uh, Darth, <laughs> oh, good. Oh, no. There, I thought Debit left the room. Uh, but, yeah. uh, Darth Maul, mar- Darth Maul married us. Bolt. Darth okay. Maul married us. You can see the pictures online if you just look up R2-D2 wedding and you'll find it, I'm sure. Uh, and well, then, had I'd known ahead of time, I yeah, probably would have. Yeah, it's pretty nice. And, and then uh, C-3PO tried to break it up when it was happening. It didn't work out. And then, um, But it's a very good marriage because it's open source. So I get to date Ouch. other humans, and he can flirt with other astromechs. So it wow. works out. 
Okay. So <laughs> let's let's take, let's take a little break because we explained. Wait, wait. I was going to get one other time. To- okay. Oh, oh you got. We also have limited have time. Toy. Cars and Star Wars mashups. So I have Darth Mater here, and uh, wow. so they have six. Uh, yeah, well, Luke Skywalker, uh, Lightning McQueen is Luke Skywalker, and uh, I remember the names of the characters: Luigi and Guido as R two D two and C three PO. That works. Uh, yes. Uh, what's the blue car? Uh, uh, Sally as uh, oh, right. It's from Cars two. The other guy from Paint Shop as uh, uh, no, they don't have that many. So Sally as Princess Leia. They only have six cars. They don't so have a Boba Fett. Uh, no, they don't yet. They have uh, Fillmore as Yoda, so the so the uh, okay. the van is in the the VW bus is in the that form. makes sense too. And they have the tractors as stormtroopers. Wow! So uh, yeah, so they're kind of fun. So I brought Darth Vader. I can't wait for the movie. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. Don't joke. Don't joke. <laughs> it's happening. Right. Uh, we so, used to have to look to to robot chicken for this kind of entertainment, and now it's really happening. I know. I know. It's going to be happening. So, yeah, yeah but they, they say that's limited edition. But anyway, so I just thought they were worth noting and bringing. If anybody's going to uh, you've got to put, Disneyland you, for the summer. I imagine summer, you're going to put pictures of those up on fanboy.com. I will. There are things. And, so uh, people could yes, check it out. Yes. I foolishly only bought three. And of make them, their, their I gotta go back road and trip down to Disneyland or up to Disneyland or over to Disneyland. Or wherever. West, yeah. east. My bus driver didn't know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so let's, <laughs> uh, let's go to the audience now. We've, we've got a game that we play with live audiences called Stump the Zorlac. And this time we've kind of plussed up the rules. The way it's going to work is the audience member will ask a question and then the rest of the audience has a chance to answer that. If someone in the audience can answer the question, the person who answers will get the prize. However, if nobody else in the audience can answer the question, it will go to Derek, and regardless of whether or not he'll be able to answer it or not, the person who came up with the question will win a prize from our stack. Huge. Is this not a huge? Ooh, it's yeah. huge. It's huge. Huge I'll stack of prizes. Here we go. Yeah, I'll just so something for it. everyone, no doubt. So who's got a question for Stump the Zorlac? First crack at the prize pack. Here we go. Oh, oh, we, oh we got a microphone. Yeah, we love it. Now, I know who you are, but please state your name. Uh, my name is Ashley Fakava. Uh, Always happy to see you, Ashley. Welcome back. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, well, I guess for anyone, because I've been obsessed with this topic for a while. I have problems researching it. Can you detail the entirety of Thor and Amora's relationship, including like all the lusts and romance and what they see in each other and... Stuff. Thor and Namora? Yes. They're like my crack pairing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thor and Namora. Right, okay. Go to I know, it's got to go out to the audience. And then there may be people going, Namora? Who is Namora? <laughs> oh, no, Amora, not Namora. Oh, Amora. Amora. The Enchantress. The Enchantress. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thor and the Enchantress. Okay, nobody in the audience. So you've gotten past the first hurdle, which means you will win a prize. Woo! So what's the what's the uh, deal with Thor and Amora? Well, I'm just going to put it succinctly. Uh, nine and a half Asgardian weeks. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, it is an old. Okay, no, I. Yeah, wow. because you got to throw in Sif and you got to throw in Jane Foster, and there's all this confusion, and then there's when you know, and then. So the Enchantress is Well, a, yeah, is, he's a Viking. There was a lot of, as they said in Neil Gaiman's uh, Beowulf, a lot of swiving going on. Uh, so, but expl- uh, for the studio audience who doesn't know, Thor, of course, is the Asgardian uh, is the son of Odin. Chris Hemsworth in the movies, yeah. right? You know, uh, and been my Amora episodes. is the Enchantress, who is typically paired up with... Um, Scourge? Scourge, the, the Executioner. The Executioner, right. 
but she definitely has a thing for Thor. Which was even brought out in the Marvel Superhero Squad cartoon. And she, yes. she has a number of times uh, enchanted him or enchanted herself to look like somebody else so that he She's would She's really like that Saturday Night Live character, the, the Asgardian goddess you wish you hadn't talked to at a party. <laughs> and, <laughs> right, 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 and, right. But with powers. So, yeah. I mean, that's it. I, I don't think I've ever read a story where Thor was actually... He's sympathetic to her, but it's... No, I saw where they slept together in like the 90s or something. Who didn't? Yeah, I know it was the nineties. You know, no, oh, geez, you had to be there. Horrible saying that. No, um, yeah, I mean, that's it. Sorry, it's going to be Jane Foster forever because now it's in the movies. So that's the way they're going to license it. So far in the movies. So far in the movies. Yes. I mean, Sif are like Sleeping Buddies. PG-13 for this. I don't know. I that's, don't know. We'll that's see. Asgard with uh, with benefits. We'll we'll see what what comes up after Thor: The Dark World. It, what it establishes, and that's what they'll what they'll push. So come on up and grab a grab prize something. From the We've stack. got many many things. There's undoubtedly something there that you will enjoy and treasure for a lifetime. You can touch them. You can. You can. <laughs> It's not like the first time you touched yours. Or? I thought it more was the name of his hammer, so I was way off. Uh, <laughs> no, that's Mjolnir. Uh, no, it's, 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 you know how guys name their cars. And I thought <laughs> his hammer is a hammer. It's not. It doesn't have a name. It does. It's Mjolnir. Uh, did you just make that up? Because no, no, no. It is Mjolnir. 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 It's the name of his hammer. M J O L N I R. He named his hammer that. No, no. no Odin fa- named it. His father named not it. Priscilla. Uh, you took the. No. She's taking the man, the man from, from Krypton. Krypton. Which is a book of essays on Superman. Excellent. So really, Thank uh, you. Really and a round of applause for. I was thrown off by the because I thought Namora, which is Prince Namor, the Submariner's cousin. Uh, so. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We're, we're losing you when it gets to the comic no, side, aren't we? No, 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 no. I read comics. I just uh, I'm not a big Thor fan. So. Uh, and I hated the movie. So. Did you? Yeah, I I kind of wanted Natalie Portman to die, and she did it. Spoiler alert: She doesn't die. No, not in the first one. Anyway. But who knows? Who knows what'll happen in could happen? You know, in the dark world. Didn't she? Know. Didn't she? Somehow she got some kind of in Asgardian infusion at some point. Is that uh, what they're calling it? Yeah. yeah. No, but the, the, wow, you really are tired. You come she, up with a lot of, <laughs> a lot of great he has sexual no slurs. idea. You know, I just come up with infusion. standard standard phrases that some people just uh, interpret wrong. We just say, yeah, why don't you journey along the, my rainbow bridge? Yeah. And uh, no, there's some reason too she originally wasn't allowed on Asgard, and then she, something happened where she kind of died and was brought back or something and she was uh, allowed back. I don't know. I no one ever dies in comics. Forever. That was back in the 70s. Yeah. And you never that. No, Uncle Ben I think is still dead. Stayed dead. I don't know. Yeah. You <laughs> never know. There used to be Bucky dead and that didn't happen. Yeah. That didn't stick. So, uh, reboot, reboot, reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, uh, well, since we started talking about... Uh, comics? Well, no, we were talking about Star Wars and mm-hmm. Bonnie has... Explain the Star Wars background, and I, and I oh, love yeah. the uh, the craft stuff in oh, particular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I worked at uh, Lucasfilm for almost a decade. Uh, I was their editor for uh, StarWars.com, senior editor. I did all their social media and kind of started them on that path as well, uh, reassuring them it wasn't a fad, that Facebook was going to be around for a while, Twitter's not going away in a week. Uh, but I also did the kids section, and that led to me writing children's books, uh, one of them most recently was the Star Wars craft book from Random House. So it's a bunch of different crafts like Jabba the Hutt body pillow and a Wookiee birdhouse that looks like it's for suicidal birds. Jabba the Hutt body pillow? Yeah. Like the Japanese pillows? That- no, 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 no! 
but I guess maybe. Wow, what? <laughs> I'm just no. make a Wookiee birdhouse for you. No, it's soul. a it's a oh, make yeah. crafts, not make love book. It's, oh, God. I don't know what kind Those of are comfort pillows is what they call. Is them. that oh, what? Wink. Okay, yeah, but I'm sorry, you. Wow. Oh, remember Moral Compass? That was your job. I'm trying to figure out what I need. <laughs> What I, I don't know what's going later. north with you, but anyway. No, it's a pillow that's uh, almost the size of Jabba the Hutt. That's literally just a pillow. You're not. It's I got not that used concept. For salacious I totally got, yeah. I got totally got that concept. Okay, okay. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, there's there's a bunch of crafts that are for uh, clearly mature crafters at the end of the stable, and then um, children as Good well. Good with my hands. Children as well, uh, and then I've done a couple of drawing books. Uh, Star. You could draw Star Wars, which mm-hmm. is more for advanced, like advanced. Sure. Uh, people that have, have done some stuff. Uh, or teenagers or older artists, mm-hmm. and then uh, draw Star Wars Clone Wars from Klutz uh, Publishing, which is for little kids. So, uh, and then I've written some easy readers for kids to learn how to read uh, through Star Wars stories, and as well as some non-Star Wars stuff as well, uh, young adult books and uh, things like that. So I've been writing for quite a long time, um, and also uh, I'm a columnist for SFX Magazine, which oh, okay. is a British magazine on geek culture, geek girl culture primarily. Mm-hmm. And I've done some comics and stuff like that. But right, so Lucas, you were involved in womanthology. Yeah, womanthology so. was a project that I helped with. That I was one of the one of four editors, and also contributed to not only womanthology heroic, which was a Kickstarter campaign, where all the money uh, from the Kickstarter that we raised went to the production of, of this hardcover womanthology comic that paired up uh, amateurs and pros in the comic book industry that were all women. Uh, it was basically to like really. Uh, drive the point home that women can write comics because there was this whole weird uh, dialogue that was happening uh, with some writers and some editors and major publishers saying, well, we never get submissions from women, which just wasn't the case. And so we wanted to prove, well, actually, there's lots of women out there who are very good at writing comics and drawing comics. Binders full of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Gail Simone is one of my favorite yeah, people which is one of the ever. Sli- who's I, one how of can the you most- say that she's not... Yeah, yeah right? right? And she's actually part of this project, too. So anyway, you can buy this on Amazon. All the profits went to charity. So none of us got paid for this project. Uh, all the money either went to the production or to the charity. Um, and it did really, really well. So we kept it going. It was through IDW Publishing, and we kept it going. So we have another one called Womanthology Space that's all space-themed. Uh, the first one was all hero-themed. It was called mm-hmm. Heroic. So it's something that's like kind of a labor of love uh, situation where I wanted to really inspire young girls to get involved in comics because it is an industry that seems like it has closed doors. But I think with the onset of web comics, with the onset of in, you know, indie publishing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, anyone can do a comic. And quite honestly, a lot of web comics turn into hardcover comics, but more and more people are doing digital comics. So yeah. I think right. that the door is open. Um, you just have to do it. So instead of complaining about it, it's best to just do no, it. No, I, I would I would agree. Most of my students, when I, when we, I talk about comics with them, is they're reading web comics. They're yeah. telling me what's going on. They're very rarely buying yeah. the standard. Occasionally I mean, I you get both. the kid who reads do, Spider-Man. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I do both. I mean... It's interesting to see where that's going, and that feels like, you know, it'll just like ebooks, you know, people thought that was a fad, and clearly it's not. Clearly that's around, and that's making writers a lot more money than sometimes the print editions. I think what will actually kill ebooks is when I start reading them. <laughs> Really? That's been my luck so far. Is that yeah, it? Yeah. If you start yeah, liking it, it disappears. It disappears. Yes. So. Oh, okay. I'll remember that. Is that why HyperCard's gone? Totally. <laughs> the last program I understood. Right. Yeah. Right, okay. Exactly. And CD-ROM magazines. That was you too. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so I, I've done a lot in that field. So definitely with Lucasfilm, I have a lot of experience, and uh, specifically with Star Wars. I was a fan before I ever joined Lucasfilm. Uh, but primarily when I was there, I did a lot of celebrity outreach, a lot of interviews with celebrities about why they liked Star Wars, why Star Wars was influential to them that were on, that ended up on StarWars.com. And then I did the kids section and things like that. But I always wanted to really show that young girls and teenagers and women who weren't necessarily moms loved Star Wars because I think in a franchise that's very sci-fi based, uh, it's easy to go that route to just market to guys, to just market to hardcore fanboys, to just market to little boys, and forget that there's a whole other gender that loves Star Wars just as much mm-hmm. as they do. So when I was at Lucasfilm, I really tried to have a lot of like uh, you know reflection of the fans as being gender neutral, not necessarily just guys. So you know, Great. and the Five Hundred First is another example of a fan organization that's connected to Lucasfilm. They're the people that dress up as stormtroopers and do a lot of charity programming. Um, they have women in uniform as well. So it's not just guys in stormtrooper outfits, it's women as well. And they really try to stress that they support uh, little girls being involved we have tickets? in Star Wars. We're, we're giving away tickets? I'm sorry, I was yeah. distracted. I know, you, no, you had to explain what he was doing because the ripping was a little I'm weird. Like, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like either I'm one of us is apart. having problems. <laughs> Turning the Hulk and the mic. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When you're just on radio, you got to remember every sound that's means a, that's something. That's a very slow Hulk there. It's just, yeah. ru- I'm sorry, I don't want yeah. <laughs> to intrude, but I'm Hulk. It's like out. passive aggressive Hulk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hulk make you feel bad Guilt for a few Hulk. days. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, okay. so that's my background. Sorry. No, that's re- no, yeah. that's really cool. So uh, yeah, because at Christmas time, I so one of my students had the the knitting. I think it was even called Knit for Nerds uh, book. So the craft thing is. Oh yeah, Knit for Nerds. Me. I have that book. It's yeah, great. And yeah, and so uh, you know, I think there's a Princess Leia knitted he- yes. beanie in there. Uh, in my craft book, there's the R two D two knitted beanie, so you can make that. Cool. Which I'm sure if you've been to a lot of conventions, you've probably seen. Fans with knitted R2 hats, and you can learn how to make that in my book. But I also have a fleece Ewok hat. Oh, cool. So if you want to look like an Ewok, uh, who doesn't? Why? <laughs> who doesn't want to look like an Ewok? You know, you know what the funny thing is about Ewoks is everyone thinks they're like these harmless little teddy bears, but they eat people. I mean, Han Solo was not put over that fire to keep warm. He was a hot pocket, or Han pocket, depending on how you want to pronounce it. It is, a, it is interesting. They, were, they eat people. and it always dis- We don't think about that. And it always disturbed me that they had a dress already for Leia. Why did they have a human woman dress, but no human woman around? Somebody like, I've met on a Friday night left it. No, uh, no, no. I don't think there was any kind of cross-sexual thing going on. I no, honestly no, think no. they There's ate no misignation. Humans. The only thing that kept them from eating the humans was C-3PO, and that's a scary thought, because they thought of him as a god. The only people in the universe that thought C-3PO was useful were Ewoks. What would they have done with Jar Jar? Oh, he's so, he'd, be, he'd be like jerky. <laughs> That's a slow chew. You know, because I want to go back, because I was just riding Star Tours and got in that part where you go into there. And there, how did that, how did the Gungans manage to develop a society when clearly there are these huge, huge predators that eat their their ships regularly? Because that's one of the plot points in Star Tours. I will say, if if you're comic book fans, there's something called Star Wars Tales, which was one of my favorite things that was produced. Go with Dark Horse. That was a great... From Dark Horse. And what it what? Okay, there's something going on what at the end of the table. Yeah, are oh, you we... really doing Foley over there? Should we explain <laughs> every sound you're making, or are we done? This is the sound of Rick at Star Tours. Okay. So, okay. if you read Star Wars Tales, it's a comic book anthology of um, alternative comic book artists and writers 
that don't normally write Star Wars. Uh, like Temple, Ben Temple Smith was Did involved in one, which was great. It's about a serial killer Jedi, which was, I hope, will eventually become its own comic because it's amazing. But you had all these different, you know, independent comic book artists and writers. Uh, that did Star Wars stories of their own vision. And one of them was by Tony Millionaire, and he did one of the story of Jar Jar's dad, who was known as this amazingly respected sea captain. Think Davy Jones. I mean, very intimidating, very intelligent. And the whole story, he keeps trying to kill Jar Jar because he thinks Jar Jar is an abomination. He's embarrassed by his son. And the only thing that saves Jar Jar is Jar Jar's mom. So it's he's kind of like an old, the fans. Bug, it's kind of like an old Looney Tunes cartoon of the dumb kid and yes. the smart yeah. dad, and like the ape, where he yes. keeps trying to kill the dumb ape. Um, and it's a hilarious comic. But you'll re- you'll think differently about Jar Jar and all of Gungans when you realize Jar Jar's just he's not a good reflection of Gungans. Gungans are actually no. great warriors. Right, right. They're smart. Whatever. But Jar Jar, he just t- he kind of ruins the whole... He's the Gnort. He's yeah. the guy that... I always think of him as Jerry Lewis. Yeah. You know? And by Eddie. the way, doesn't think that women are funny. Hey, like so, the French uh, love we're, we're Jar Jar. Kind of, we're coming back. Do they? Oh, my God. That. Uh, oh, my God. And uh, little kids love Jar Jar. You have to remember there's no, a whole I do generation... Know, I do know that. I know. I mean, we were of the generation that we thought Ewoks were superfluous and stupid. And then Jar Jar came along and that was... Oh, no, this topped that. But there are little kids that love Jar Jar, and those toys did well. And yeah. when he was in the Clone Wars, he was a really popular character in the Clone Wars animated series. So as much as the older fans hate Jar Jar, there's a whole generation well, you know, that actually do love him. He so. serves a purpose narratively that people kind of overlook, yeah. is that he is the one that cast the deciding vote to give Palpatine... Right. Yeah, the powers to become which emperor. is almost very reflective to politics in general. Oh no, I think that was. I, it yeah, just takes I one agree. stupid I think person it, in Congress yes. or Senate or the UN to just or ruin it for everybody. Sixty, uh, yeah, you know, you whatever know. it is, whatever yeah. it is. Okay. Anyway, um, so are you still associated with Lucas? I, yeah, I do some videos for them. Like uh, I did the May the Fourth be with you. Okay, so your parents video. here won't ruin that. Okay, so good. I do some video work. So if you go to their YouTube uh, star, you know, youtube.com slash Star Wars, you'll see a couple of videos I've done for them, and hopefully I'll keep doing things with them, but. Uh, I, I am not there anymore. Uh, at the, I, I decided it was kind of like a, a mix, not a mix up, but it was one of those things that they were doing a reorg. Mm-hmm. And I actually left before the Hunger Games started with Disney. And by Hunger Games, I mean <laughs> no, I know it's been bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean you know half the almost half the company's gone, and it you know that happens when a big company gobbles up another big company. There's going to be redundancies. May the layoff be structure. over in your favor. Yeah. yeah, but it was like Hunger Games. Like every once in a while, I would look into the sky to see if I would see you know a. Uh, the, the face yeah. of someone I knew with yeah. their, like, dates oh. underneath. If you've never seen Hunger Games, it's I'm not making any sense right now. But it was... It took me a moment, but I've I, seen I it. I guess if you were going to put it in Star Wars analogy, you would be ghost lineup. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be Yoda, and yes. then Old Ben, and then... And Hayden Christensen. Did, yeah. I, you know what? I always wondered. It would be so great if they redid that movie a little bit, and they showed Luke looking confused. Because I would be confused if I was like, I know that guy, I know that guy... Who? What? No, I think Who's that was... the guy with the mullet? I would not know that would be his dad. But he, he seems not... brooding and handsome. Yeah, I mean, like, and girls must love him. I I wouldn't know who that is, and he I would, would be want able other to, people. In the same way, he'd be able to sense it through the force. Yeah, that that was but I would want other problem. people, like random people that you yeah. know, the guy well, that died always, in the cantina. I, I, well, I've just always thought <laughs> I've just always thought it's not fair that like he gets redeemed and he gets to come back as a twenty-year-old ghost, yeah. whereas Ben stays not old. Ewan McGregor and yeah. and Yoda. 
Well, but maybe that is to, young Yoda. How are we supposed to know? What? It's supposed to reflect when you were still good, but Vader did redeem himself at the very, oh, very yes, end. Oh, yes. I, was, right. I loved that. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, why isn't Padme there? You know, why isn't Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru there? I mean, I know they aren't forced. They aren't full of midichlorians, but, you And know. why isn't Qui-Gon there? Well, because the... Yeah. Oh, God. We're getting deep. I want to see a whole I group. understand that it was established in two or three that only Qui-Gon had figured out how to do it and showed Ben how to return from the yeah, dead. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, okay. You know what? It's, it's at this point, I, I just make stuff up and just pretend it's canon. Okay, that's good. <laughs> As you all Well, then let's turn to Jeff Johns. Uh, okay, so would you like to stay with us and talk about comics or, or yeah. comics issues? What, okay. what comics are you going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about because it was the end of an era. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Johns left, uh, has finished his epic Green Lantern arc. Jeff Johns, the uh, architect of the, the new Fifty Two, yeah, and, the chief creative officer of DC Comics, and Green Lantern uh, and mentor so, for the last eight years. And, yeah, so he's had a huge, huge run. He brought for those when you talk about nerdum, um, if you if you remember in the nineties, uh, Hal Jordan, who's the most probably. Until John Stewart became the Green Lantern on Justice League, the cartoon, yeah. what Hal Jordan was the best known Green Lantern, and he, was, and he turned evil, became Parallax, and then was killed. And there was a fan group called Heat, H E A T, and I can't remember what Heat actually stood for. How? But they were people that were very upset and would show up at conventions and yeah. demand that DC somehow find a way for Hal Jordan to come back from the, from the dead. So Jeff Johns uh, did eventually write this series called. Uh, called Green Lantern Rebirth, which explained all the reasons why Hal uh, went evil. Why it evil. wasn't a flaw in him uh, that he, he went evil. Right, and why evil. he got a, a streak of gray hair, which is my favorite robot chicken subtle joke, that if you've seen the robot chicken DC special and Nathan Fillion voices uh, Hal Jordan, and he's nothing but a jerk in that special, and they have him with the streak of gray hair... Which is the that's the sign for when Hal Jordan was an a hole, and so and that was it, a great that was a great reference to Nathan Fillion because the fans made a fan made trailer yeah. featuring Nathan Fillion as the Green Lantern and Nathan called. Fillion voices him for all the animated yeah. projects and, right, now because correct, correct. and he is a great because the fans demanded it they thought he would be perfect for it and yeah. they, they were, were right yeah this is one of those cases Ryan yeah. Reynolds that's as much as I like Ryan Reynolds was wrong but anyway Jeff Johns been writing Green Lantern uh, and taking it through many many epics the he turned the Green Lantern Corps into Care Bears. Uh, where there are the different colors of, of Green Lanterns. There's green, uh, not, not Green Lanterns, there's Green Lanterns, Blue Lanterns, Indigo Lanterns, uh, pink. Sapphire. Uh, oh, no, pink. no, what are they? Uh, what is that? Yeah, they don't say pink. Red. They're not pink. Is there a rainbow lantern? Because I'm all about that. Glitter? Glitter uh, lantern? There is a group called the New Guardians, and it rep- and one from each, each color of the spectrum. So it's Lantern Pride? So they, have, yeah. they, they are a okay. rainbow group. They are cool. indeed. And I love that my, my son, the, is the indigo ones, right? Uh, the indigo tribe, they're not a core, they're a tribe, are, are, are run by, uh, you know, green, la- green is for the force of will, and uh, the indigo is compassion. And my, my son misheard me, and he was arguing with his sister that they were run by fashion. And I <laughs> thought that was, that was great. Oh, the fashion that, lantern. That's oh, the rainbow lantern. I oh, read that they're comment. looking fast. Fabulous. No, anyway, but an Earth. I, Tim Gunn better be in charge of that group. Absolutely. absolutely. Make it work. On Earth answers. 2, the Green Lantern is gay. Yes. That, but he's not Hal Jordan. And he's that's what everyone Alan gets Scott. Yeah. He's the one that was run by Magic. Right. There was a reboot of the, of the World War II era Green Lantern who was meant to be Aladdin, basically. He had the ring, he yeah. had the lamp, and 
rub the two together and you get power. Um, and uh, anyway, Jeff Johns is done. And so Friday night in Hollywood, they actually had an event, the greenest night, because one of his events was blackest night, brightest day. Uh, what did they finish up? This was his, ended with the wrath Riff. of the first lantern. Um, and so I just wanted to mark the passing of Jeff Johns. Because he really did, he made Green Lantern popular the passing enough. passing of his Yeah, he made Green Lantern but yeah, because of course it will keep going on. But that he has written it for eight years. He's done this epic thing, and I think you know that'll be what he re- he's remembered for the most. Uh, but he made it popular enough that there was a movie. Yep. And even though they, I think they shoehorned maybe too many concepts, people like or dislike that film. It is worth acknowledging that he has done a, a whole lot. And, and you haven't read this, but there's I have not. Ah, there's a great thing. I. When Jeff Johns is good, he's really good. And when he's bad, he's really bad. But I want to say that Green Lantern 20, his last book, his last issue, is really, really good. And it's set in the future, far future, where there, where a young Green Lantern is asking about the greatest of the Green Lanterns. And so how, you know, is it's all being told in backstory. But there's a fantastic def, definition of... Green Lantern of Hal Jordan and Sinestro's relationship. We should note that this is not a normal issue, and I. I it's seven ninety nine. It's seven ninety nine. It's a square bound book. It's seven ninety nine with a huge uh, gatefold cover, and I don't like the way that they, every few pages there are people congratulating Jeff Johns. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I do want to, that our friend Car D'Angelo is one of the Car D'Angelo and the Earth Two oh, nice. uh, crew, the people nice that work at his comic book store. And the last one is actually from, and if people hadn't re- realized he got remarried, but now you know because someone signs it, her congratulations, Mrs. Jeff. Ah, right. <laughs> so, um, and she says, and I don't know if it's describing their marriage, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Um, so, yes. So there's a lot of, uh, and each page is in a different different of the core so it's uh, I, I did I did like the fact that on this on the cover of this book it is described as a special oversized anniversary issue as is oversized is now a plus thing it's like it's too big it's too big it's too for, big for us to charge it's you 299 so we're going to charge you 799 and half of it is people congratulating exactly yes and then it's like buying somebody else's christmas other cards. titles there are finale tie-ins which was badly scheduled. The first of the of the finale, of the aftermath tie-in issues came out three weeks ago, and then this just came out this week. So their editorial um, scheduling was very bad. Uh, although luckily, the other books are so poorly written, you had no idea what had actually happened in this. You know, even want, though it was all the layouts. I yeah. want to do something now. I want to give something else away. Give something else away. Go ahead. So, audience, uh, anybody got a question for the Zorlac? Stump the Zorlac. Give it a try. Who knows? No. Okay, then we're just going to have to give something away. Okay, you got it. And that's why all that stuff about me making noise that over here. That tearing earlier. So did everyone get a ticket? Everyone yes. in the room has a ticket right now? Maybe. Did you not get a ticket? Okay, there's there's two tickets up here on the edge of the table. Take one. Take one. Sure. Thank you. We got this long stack of books. All righty. And I'll add that ticket to the stack. Okay, he's going to shake it. In the meantime, oh no, no, there he goes. Oh, and, oh. Uh, you draw. Oh, I get to draw a number. All right, you draw a number out. And I wear my contact lenses. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if I can read the number. Three five nine six two zero. Wow! <laughs> so in this way, you get to this is this is uh, again. Uh, come on up. Okay. 
Fanboy Planet listeners, fandroids are the You're most just egalitarian, the sweetest people. Well, fandom is. Yeah. I'd rather spend time with you. Okay, 359615. There hey! you go. Hey, all right. Come on up. Take What's your book. name? Say it. Rusty Orr. Rusty, Rusty Orr? Where are you from, Rusty? Uh, Berkeley. Berkeley. Okay, cool. Wow, I just said this is rigged, and now I got it. <laughs> <laughs> We we sensed it and. Uh, so what are some of these? Were these Nebula nominees? These were Nebula. Was... These were books that were given away at the uh, recent Nebula conference. So. Something like that, that shoebox one looked pretty good. Shoebox, shoebox train wreck. That's what, that's what he's talking about. So. Okay. All there right. There we go. All right. You got shoebox train wreck. <laughs> hey. Thank you for listening, Rusty. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and, 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 you want, I'm just sitting here on the Do you end, want to just stick really around? That's no, great. We can make you a regular. We need. Well, we have we, one other guest, too. We're going to swap yes. out. Yeah, I don't wanna, I don't I've wanna... got one more comic thing, and then, yeah, you can step on the side. You can still shout out things if you want. Okay, um, thanks. That June 14th, like we could stop you, apparently. I'm I, getting uh, that sense. Uh, June 14th will be Superman Day. It's my last comics thing, because June that's when... 14th, 14th, when Man of Steel comes out. And I just want to say... So that's the, about the time school gets out for a lot of kids. Isn't that clever of them? Yeah. Uh, DC Comics are going to give away All-Star Superman number one, both digitally and hard copy, at comic shops and libraries all across the country. Wow. That's and nice. so I think that's really cool because that is... It, it, everybody must be aware of this by now. If you're a Superman fan, that is like the best Superman book of best the last decade. first page ever. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Grant Morrison and Frank Whiteley's All Star Superman, which was made into an animated film, which was actually one of the best animated films, which Man of Steel will not hold a candle to. So if you haven't seen already All Star Superman, either the video or the book. I I say you book. can get the first issue free on yeah. Comicsology, on whatever else, on June fourteenth. So I think that's really cool of them. Excellent. So is he, uh, is he still dating Wonder Woman? Apparently, it was all the big setups, so there'll be a huge smackdown. No, that's going to be the best breakup ever. I, I have the book in my. This, this, yeah. okay, and this is awful because in the Wonder Woman book, yeah. like, you know, she met Orion of the New yeah. Gods yeah. and he tried to, you know, swagger a bit and he, and she kissed him and mm-hmm. it was like only to prove her point of like she kissed him and then grabbed his testicles and said, now if you want to keep them, you'll stop this attitude thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh, and I thought, oh, that's great. You put Orion in your place. Good character thing. Apparently that made Superman jealous yeah. because in the latest issue of Superman, he's found out that she and Orion kiss. And I'm like, again, Superman is the the one character who should be above all that no. stupidity. No, no, no? Love, love makes everybody stupid. Uh, but honestly, not, really, that's not I mean, super that's, stupid. Yeah, super stupid. <laughs> super po- the power of super stupidity. Yeah. Oh, seriously, I mean, you can't just you can't just have kryptonite. <laughs> not, really when I'm green with envy, violent kryptonite right there. Yeah. Um, no, I I am looking forward to the breakup. That's, I, I oh yeah, they're saying it's going to be really. Oh yeah, I mean, I already have a T-shirt made that says Team is, Wonder Woman. Have you have you been keeping up with Wonder, Justice League? I have a Team Wonder Woman T-shirt right now, ready to wear. Wow, when this have you happens. kept up with Justice League? Yeah. Where they sit, like Batman shows up and goes. I mean, it is like high school. Like, yeah. we know you're going out. Yeah. I mean, I know. I figured it out. And the rest of the team's going right. to figure it out soon, too. And, and it's just like... Um, and they're probably you know. all just shaking their head, waiting for the breakup. Like, I actually am hoping that other characters get involved somehow and just really make it even worse. Oh, yeah. and Because Batman put a note in Wonder Woman's locker, like, do you like me? Yeah. Check, you know, and, and no, I'll always be your that. friend. No. Your bat friend forever. No, Batman's not a. Fr- he's not in friend zone. Batman's never been in friend zone. No, but I think I. I'm, I'm a Batman. 
that's it's awful. I am a Batman and Wonder Woman shipper. I will admit that. They yeah. belong together. Really? Yes, they okay. absolutely do. I always, because sometimes there's crossovers between Marvel and DC, and I always wanted Deadpool and Wonder Woman to hook up, because I think Deadpool, she would ruin Deadpool. She would. Really? He's already pretty ruined, but he'll heal. I mean, yeah, he'll, Deadpool, he'll, Deadpool dating is He'd actually kind of like it, really. Yeah, he would. He would. I know, so. Well, Deadpool's got a B. Arthur fetish, so who knows what would go down. Yeah. You know Deadpool. You read Deadpool, right? I do read okay. Deadpool. Yeah. I, did, I didn't used to, but now the new book from Marvel yeah, with Brian, Brian Posehn yeah. writing is hilarious. Yeah. I, I'm suddenly a Deadpool fan, and I Brian hated him. Brian Posehn oh, yeah. and Jerry Duggan write the Deadpool relaunch. You should ab- Okay, so here we go. You should absolutely pick that book up. Or the first trade paperback, because there's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. from their necromancy uh, division who has at- poorly cast a spell that's brought back every dead president. So they come back as zombies, and they are determined to destroy the United States. So S.H.I.E.L.D. wants it to completely be uh, under the covers, uh, you know, and so they've, hi- they've hi- hired Deadpool to take out all the zombie presidents. That's awesome. And the ghost of Benjamin Franklin is just hanging around and waiting for somebody to notice that he's still there. So now Deadpool can see him. And what's great is that they actually, then he made reference to this storyline way back when in Doctor Strange that they kind of are trying to pretend didn't happen where Doctor Strange went back in time and met Benjamin Franklin and Benjamin Franklin seduced Doctor Strange's girlfriend, Clea. And they don't, they didn't. Oh, ben. And I know, and that's what he says something about, oh, and I met Clea. You know, it is exactly, yeah. it's O Ben. That's who Ben Franklin was. But they're trying to say, like, oh, no, that, that never really happened. And it was like, you know, some fantasy thing. Girls love kites. But the ghost keeps keeps talking about it. it was Shocking. Good times, good times. Good times. And so, yeah, it's, it's a hilarious, it's really hilarious, funny. hilarious. It's a good comic. It's, and it's fun to, like, pretend it's historically accurate. And uh, it is the only, uh, they've actually done some things that were very clever, know, considering who the president. Right? Because I, I actually I directed a show this fall called Forty Four Plays for Forty Four Presidents, so I learned a lot about the presidency for this. And then, you know, they're they're accurate. It's funny, and it is the only uh, book that has used their augmented reality uh, app. Right, like you can go onto the AR, and then Brian Posehn talks about stuff, or Brian Posehn and Jerry Dugan just do a silly little sketch, and you can download that onto your phone. And it has been the best usage. Whereas the rest of the Marvel books, when you go on the AR, it's like. Here's what the cover, what this cu- picture looked like when in it was black just and white. Pencils, or or the worst, the one you told me, the, the, yeah. a, a guy talking to his neighbor girl who's like five and going, "Isn't it cool how the Hulk got mad and threw the?" I mean, it's like they're giving spoilers. So definitely pick up the Deadpool book, absolutely. And there's another one too, Deadpool, Deadpool Illustrated, mm-hmm. which I have been reading. But he's going through time through. Literature. It's something like the Classics Illustrated Yeah, Classics Illustrated. And so Deadpool is destroying each classic novel. that he, I don't know why because I haven't read the book yet. No, it's good. He, he, but, but why he, is he doing he it? He kills historical characters. I feel like there was a Sherlock Holmes Deadpool one. I feel like there was one like that, but I don't know. They'll, they'll get there eventually if they have They'll get there. It. But the thing with Deadpool is that he breaks the fourth wall. Love that. He, he's yeah. funny. He's a sm- he's you know, Marvel's smart ambush mouth. bug. You know, he's just he's one of those characters that he lives to annoy all the other superheroes as well, and just him and Wolverine fighting constantly because he loves to basically piss off Wolverine. I mean, he's the smartass in your class, like the class clown that basically makes all the perfect students roll their eyes and get upset. And I, I'm one of those readers of superhero comics that I like my superheroes super flawed. 
I don't like them to be A students. I don't like them to be Mr. Justice with a capital J. I like gray area a lot because I find those characters more uh, complex and interesting and relatable. Uh, and so Deadpool I've always loved because he kind of puts down the A student superheroes down a notch. So and are you a gamer as well? Are you going to be playing the Deadpool video game? Oh, yeah, I love out? the video game. Yeah, any, anything. Which, by the way, with that, if you are a gamer, the Deadpool video game is going to come with a $5 coupon. You can take it and redeem to any comic book store. So win-win. So if people are buying it for just because they're gamers, yeah. they're getting $5 essentially to go spend at their local comic shop. And it doesn't have to be a, a, a Marvel book, but Marvel will pay for it. And Deadpool, we'll you can it. kind of start anywhere if you've never read a Deadpool comic. I mean, there's Deadpool Classic that's coming that's been coming out. There's Deadpool Omnibus. I mean, there's so I, many I different Deadpools. I love the Deadpools. fact that for a while they were just publishing random numbers. It's like yeah. <laughs> issue 539. Then there was 215. And, and the great thing about Deadpool is he's a fanboy himself of other things. So he goes on Star Wars rants quite a bit. And he had a whole two-pager about how much he hated Jar Jar. And it was just the weirdest thing to yeah. read about... Having you yeah, I really wish that they had gotten Patton Oswalt to voice him. Oh right, yeah. Because the game, wow. the game voice doesn't sound right to me, but right. I don't know. But it's like Ambush Book. I don't know what voice yeah. would be right, but nobody's right. Well, it's like the Deadpool movie. I have no idea what the status is with that. It was supposed to be coming out, and then it got stalled. Well, I do know it is stalled because they have an R-rated script. Ryan Reynolds played Deadpool in Wolverine Origins or X-Men Origins. Really, Deadpool. Wolverine. It was no, but he is still attached to be Deadpool. In which the the first scene is Deadpool ranting about how poorly done, how poorly portrayed he was in Wolverine. Yeah. But it's an R-rated script, and they know it. And they said the only way to bring Deadpool to the screen faithfully is going to have to be R-rated. Yeah. And Fox just is not willing to pull well, the trigger on that. And Marvel. And Disney owns Marvel. So, yeah. I mean, there's certain things to think about. But I would love it if it got, like, a kick-ass treatment. Like, it was clearly a rated R. It's clearly going to have Red Band trailer. It's clearly for adults. And what yeah. you think it can be. And Deadpool it's be... was never meant for kids, which is so funny because you can get those, like, little mini toys of Deadpool. and I mean, little kids collect them, but not really oh, know what he's about. Oh, and when we played Marvel versus Capcom, yeah. and uh, my, anyway. so my son has, you know, loves Deadpool, and I say, okay, just if you play Deadpool... Don't talk like him, or if you're going to talk like him, <laughs> for God's sake, please don't do it in front of your mother. I don't need you. I mean, I honestly, <laughs> kids don't really need to know the backstories or the stories no. of the toys they played with. I mean, I remember when I played with Star Wars toys when I was a little kid, we didn't see all the movies uh, right away because we were pretty poor, and also they, you know, they didn't come around where I lived, so I'd have to go somewhere else. And I'd have all these toys, and I thought for the longest time that, um, you know, these certain characters, let, let's just say Boba Fett, perfect example, mm-hmm. barely has any lines in the original trilogy, and I thought he was like this major character. So I gave him all these backstories and all I these think things. actually finding out stuff about Boba Fett yeah. ruined the character. He was a total badass. He was the man with no name. When, yeah. when for six months before Empire Strikes Back came, came out, because right. I, I guess I'm older, uh, <laughs> and had that action, Kenner action figure, yeah. and I missed the Star Wars holiday special, which does not exist. There has never been a Star Wars holiday special. See, but, I love the holiday special. But I, miss, you know, I was just saying, I missed the holiday special where he had spoken. It was before right. we had a VCR. So I didn't get to... So I had no idea what he was, yeah. except I thought he was so awesome from the armor alone. Yeah, just what he looked like. You would think he would be a major character, and he really kind of wasn't. It's kind of like Darth Maul. 
Yeah, I was like Darth Maul. Well, yeah, and also, I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, droids and any kind of robotics, so I thought IG-88 was going to be this huge character, and I don't even, I think he beeps once, you know, it's just, he doesn't really have that, and he's a bounty hunter, you know, yeah. Bosk, yeah. Bosk is a great character, and you barely see him until the Clone Wars, so, a Clone Wars animated series. All, so. those, right. made, all those did make stories in, in the Dark Horse uh, Yeah, comics. of course, yeah, yeah, EU, luckily, thank yeah. God for comics and books, because they expand that out, but yeah, it's one of those things when you're a little kid and you have a cool action figure, you'll just make up the most epic story mm-hmm. ever and it's probably going to be better than what's released in real life it's so. true yeah. which is great because then those kids go on to become comic book writers and screenwriters and directors and actors so hopefully we get better stuff when we're all in the retirement home <laughs> as bitter fans when we're in the bitter west wing of the retirement home wow with oh. retired superheroes which would also make a great movie retired superheroes retired superheroes yeah, what was, it, like, what was that? Gail Simone had that series. Yeah. Welcome to yeah. uh, Tranquility. Yeah, right. Welcome yeah. to Tranquility. Yes, yeah. I yeah. want to see Spider Man when he's like eighty. Well, they did. I a, read that series. They that did wasn't a series. fun. It wasn't no. very good. That wasn't very yeah, fun. Spider shoot when he doesn't want them to. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he sticks to things he shouldn't. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it gets worse. It does get worse. It, yeah. you, what she's saying sounds funny, but the actual one they did about yeah. him is no. It wasn't. It was sad. Yeah. Yeah. J. Jonah James. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Anyway, Test. I just ruined yeah. all superheroes for people. I'm sorry. No, you didn't. It's okay. fine. Okay, it's, good. Please. These jokes have been made by I, okay, good. many others okay, than fine. us. Yes. So Perfect. We're closing so in on an hour of the first, first so part of the show. Around. Let's bring Jay in. I think we should. Yeah, swap out a real guest. No, you <laughs> are a real guest. You've been fantastic. So. Aw, thanks. Yeah, so Let's have a we'll round of them. From... Aw, thank you. Bonnie Burton. Um... I'm just going to say, if you guys, if anyone listening wants to contact me, I'm on Twitter. So I'm on Twitter as Bonnie Girl, which is B-O-N-N-I-E-G-R-R-L. Okay. And G-R-R-L. I, G-R-R-L. I, run, I have a website called girl.com, which is G-R-R-L.com. But okay. I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube with the same Bonnie Great. Girl screen name for everything. And you will hang out a while, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll talk totally to hang out. Great. Yeah, I cool. want to win something. No, I'm kidding. You want to win? Okay, give no, her no, a ticket. No, 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 no. I don't. No, I don't want to take it from like everybody else who deserves it because they listen to us for an hour. Okay. All right. <laughs> so let's bring Jay up. Jay right. Hartlove. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who is here because he's a fan first, but you also are a novelist and uh, you have a new book out. Is that, is that correct? Is that what I'm, I'm told correctly? Yes. You, yeah, the rumor is true. I don't know if it's a rumor. I got a text from Rick. I don't call oh, that a rumor. Go. I call well, that a text. That's definitely a rumor. Okay. <laughs> all my, all yeah. my texts are rumors. Yes. Right. Well, I, yes, I have a sequel uh, to my existing novel that's been out for a couple of years. It's called The Chosen, and the, the sequel's coming out in September. It's called uh, Daughter Cell. Daughter think, Cell? Da- Daughter Cell, yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's another mystery in the same series, the same protagonist, um, the same detective from the first story. Uh, it's a standalone novel, but it continues the detective's Con, you know the, the detectives' adventures, as it were. I'm afraid, which were supernatural, because I remember it, oh, it yes. begins in the ancient Egypt, and, uh, right? Your first one, and there's, and there's this demons and, and lots of, of supernatural things going. All on. All things to make life people, worth living. People, people getting all sorts of clues from their gods through their dreams and this sort of thing. It's um, it's an interesting expansion of the world. The the detective is a psychiatrist, and so she has a a very scientific background, and so we didn't get to explore that much in the first book. Uh, the first book is it's all about supernatural stuff just sort of spinning out of control. And then in the second one, it's a medical mystery. It's about cloning. And so her, her medical background plays a much bigger role in it. And she actually okay. gets to play a much stronger role in, in how the story plays out. She 
uh, harkens back to the first story a couple times during the book. She says, you know, you know, I really didn't get a very good grip on what was going on in the first story, and I'm hoping to be able to pull it a better conclusion in the second one. So it's it's a nice expansion of her as a as a character. I'm hoping people like uh, Sanatha Sanatha Mayawad. She's a uh, she's a 45 year old uh, black ex Haitian uh, voodoo practitioner who's who's a psychiatrist in Washington D.C. Uh, so she's got an interesting background and, and an interesting life, even though she's left that background behind her. So I'm hoping people uh, like her enough out of the first book that they'll want to read the second one. Okay. Where'd Canada. she get a degree? Uh, she got her. Uh, she did her work in, at um, Miskatonic University. No, actually, it's uh, Rusk University out of uh, University of Chicago. Okay. She has a complete. She has a, a LinkedIn profile. You can go look her up. Her whole background is up on LinkedIn. Cool. Is that yeah. is that a, a technique you use in writing books? You do a LinkedIn yeah, profile. Yeah, I, yeah, all I your really characters? need to know my characters, so I flesh them out. I, the the bad guy from the chosen, Silas Alvarado, has a a LinkedIn profile too. But when you look down under what he's up to these days, it says that he's currently on. Um, currently retired. So I have to ask, do they get requests from people to, yes. to connect? Yes, yes, yes. Sanatha actually gets requests from other psychiatrists to connect all the time. That's awesome. And it, yeah. does it say the voodoo thing on the... Uh, oh, no, it just says that she's from Haiti and that, okay. she's, that she does a lot of work as, life, as a life coach and that uh, she's, had a lot of, uh, she's had a lot of training in, in dealing with uh, people who have uh, post-traumatic uh, stress syndrome and that sort of thing. Do your characters like make comments, recommendations on, no, on, I don't on, actually on each res- other's side? Uh, because that would be awesome. I don't actually so I was dealing with a possession. And, yes, yes. Have, you you out as, have you tried to link in, like, find other fictional characters on LinkedIn and become... Yeah. No, I haven't, and that would be great, wouldn't it? I should go, go look around and see if... if well, I'm wondering. I mean, if you're doing but that, is, is that a technique that you did? Just, just yourself. Just, you never heard of anybody. I else just doing had it. all these backgrounds and stories already in my head, and I figured, why not? I'll just stick them up there and, and just have those Easter eggs for the fans. And if somebody comes across them, I mean, once in a while, I'll you know online in the social media, I'll, I'll put down that you know Sanatha has a LinkedIn profile or that Silas has a LinkedIn profile, and if somebody goes out there and finds them, that's fine. But you know, I'm not really making a, that big a, a show of it. I like the interactive stuff. The, the website that I put up for, for The Chosen is an interactive tarot spread. You go in there and you play with it, and it's like you flip the cards over and the whole thing. So it's just, I figure if you're going to put something up there, make it fun for the fans. Sure. So, you know, it's just, you know, it's an expanding universe. I, I, there's a third book that I'm working on now. It's called um, Isis Rising, where I wrap it all up. The, the first book and the second book stand solo, and, but then the, the sort of, I put my characters through hell. They're, 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 they're thrillers, and so there's a lot of danger, and a lot of people die, and there's a lot of violence. Um, but the, the survivor from the first story is actually the bad, guy, the bad guy's henchman, a guy named Joseph. And he, he sort of just escapes from the story at the end of the first book. And then the, the girl who survives the cloning disaster in the second book, um, named Desiree, she sort of is the only character who walks out with her skin intact in the second book. Well, Joseph from the first book and Desiree from the second book meet up in the third book. And so the third book depends Thus, on the first two. It yeah. ties Red them all together. Redcon into a trilogy. That right, is the way right, to do it. Right. Yes. So, so it ties all together. So the third book, you have to read the first two in order to read the third one. You can read the first two independently. But the third story sort of goes everywhere that I didn't get to go in the first two. But I'm actually then done with it. I say I'm done with it now. I mean, you know, Arthur Conan Doyle said he was done with Sherlock Holmes after Rickenbach Falls, too, and that was a mistake. But um, 
Yeah, and they killed Spock, and and <laughs> the second movie is like, well, that was a, that was spoilers. A big, that was a huge mistake. No, no, it's not a spoiler. We've been no? over that. No, okay. okay, that was thirty twenty nine years ago. Sorry, it's like yesterday. Sorry, wait, what? Thirty one years oh, ago. So then they rebooted the whole thing, and everybody's back alive, even when their old selves haven't died yet. Um, but no, the. Um, the, the, I'm done with the, the series after. The, I envision that I'm done with the series after the third one, just because I have done everything I wanted to do in there, and I will have done everything. And it's, of course, I haven't even written, finished reading, finished writing the third book. But it's I do some things in there with dreams that you're not supposed to be, you know, giving characters information from dreams because it's sort of a, a free for all. You know, you get to pull stuff out of the hat, and it's sort of cheating on the on the. On the reader, but I've constructed a, a pretty coherent universe where you know what the rules are, and I don't I don't break my own rules. It's just that at this point, I'm not going to be relying on dreams anymore at all. I mean, I'm, other fiction that I'm writing, I, I make a point of not using dreams at all mm-hmm. because I've sort of overused it, in my opinion, and for for my own work. I sort of overused it in the in this particular series. But I mean, it doesn't really show up on paper that way. That's just my own feelings about it. So it's. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun playing out everything else that I wanted to do. I get to actually have Jane, you know, angels showing up and getting in trouble and things like that in the third book. And so. people who are interested, they can get your books on Amazon, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're available on Amazon. I guess a real, real publisher, Damnation Books, is a real publisher. So, <laughs> so you actually get, you know, you actually get the book in, a, in, in bookstores. You can order it. You know, Barnes & Noble carries them. And it's, you know, it's, it's been an interesting path. I, I appear in a lot of panels talking about the, the evolving landscape of, of publishing and self-publishing and all that and it's but i, I went the traditional route cool. so do we have more agenda that we i do have through? a few i do have some movie stuff and just uh cool. and not really any tv except that today after really, how many of you are going to watch arrested development tonight on netflix because it's back Woo-hoo! um which is like sci-fi party fans and okay uh i just want yeah i got announced this week that um uh you know, we we talked about Joss Whedon has write, writing his Avengers two um, script with Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. Right. Well, Brian Singer, who is directing X Men: Days of Future Past, cast and tweeted the picture of his Quicksilver. Okay. For day, so we knew that they, those were the two characters that existed in both of the Avengers package because and, of the way the, the lawyers because of the way the lawyers divided up think. and they could share. So now we're having a war as to whose vision of Quicksilver will be uh, will be Best taking precedence. Yes. Uh, so uh, Quicksil- Evan Peters from American Horror Story. That was if you watch the first season, the ki- the psycho killer kid who did not know he was dead mm. um, is Quicksilver, and he's got that kind of arrogant look that I could imagine Pietro having. Well, he's going to have a... Can he do an accent, do you think? I don't know. Yeah, because he's got to do that kind of Romanian Well, I think he is actually British. I think he's another one of those that is an actually... Oh, then that'll work. ...a British accent. Well, yes. Because, you know, when you watch those German World War II soldiers, they're all talking in British accents. He has to be Magneto's son, right? Michael Fassbender and Sir Ian McKellen. So, you know, in between, there's that. and. Uh, and uh, Joss Whedon has said that he's d- devising his Scarlet Witch to be uh, Cersei Ronan, who uh, has been a, a, around a f- for a few movies. Um, I'm trying to think of the one where she was the assassin raised uh, on her own. Um, what was it called? Hannah. Hannah. Okay. Uh, and she was in. Oh no, I'm blanking on all movies. 
Atonement. That's so the thing. Just, just a second. Did you just come up here and help? The, I, yeah. I know you're a listener, and when you're listening to us on the podcast, are you the one that's screaming? Can I say that someone's screaming, screaming, the the screaming when I can't remember? Just for movie news. Yeah. Okay, good. That, okay. Well, it's good to know that it does actually happen. Anyway, I oh, I figured it did. I, I I couldn't just be the voices in my head screaming at me. Uh, so Cersei Ronan has said she'd love to go ahead and play Scarlet Witch if the schedule works. So she's just excited because we are reaching that age of filmmaking where people are going well. I, who wouldn't want to be in a Joss Whedon script? Right. You know, who, so anyway, they're having that war. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I, de- just can't, I just can't picture her in that role, though. No? I mean, she's, she's, she's petite and blonde and young, and I just don't picture As I her. tell my son, they, there's wigs. I understand. But the Scarlet and Witch is, is, always, a, is a tall, statuesque. Brunette. Yeah, sure. Brunette. And Tom Seriously. Cruise has portrayed himself that way in movies before, and he's not. Yeah, but he always makes he's sure petite. everyone else that gets he, hired is shorter than he is. No, they just have. He only went on John Stewart because no, John Stewart's the same right, height. No, he him. wears those romper stompers in every movie. Yeah. You know, those big, Even so. big cups. Yeah, I know. He only dra- digs so many trenches. I've in got movie. some news about him, too. But anyway, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy stuff came out that. John C. Riley has been cast as the head of the Nova Corps, who is going wow. going to be now somewhat half human, allegedly. Uh, well, there is a Nova character who. Yeah, but wondering. Nova has not been announced as part of the Guardians of the Galaxy, so the right. Nova Corps will be. Introduced no, but in the Nova Corps, there is there is there is a, such a character. There. Yes. So uh, as I I knew that like once they announced Guardians of the Galaxy, I went, yeah, this is Marvel going to say. They're going to put the Nova Corps in, and they're going to say, this is how Green Lantern should have, should have been. been done. And, and so they'll be right. Doing it. Yeah, and they'll be right. Uh, Lee Pace from Pushing Daisies and The Fall uh, is going to be the the big bad, but they haven't identified which villain he actually is. Okay. But uh, that's a good actor. Um, and my Tom Cruise news is that Tom Cruise has bailed on the Man from Uncle remake to make Mission Impossible 5. Um which is just like the, the. Did you know before this that they were they were scouting or the shopping a man from Uncle script around? I did know that. Okay, they've been shopping a man from Uncle script around for about twenty years. Yeah. So that he was gonna he was on board to play Napoleon Solo, and so I, it's almost a question now since we have an audience is like, does anybody feel a great need for a man from Uncle movie in two thousand fifteen? I mean, I like the man from Uncle. I just don't know that I, it fits. I do the it as a period day. piece. I if would, someone would have the courage to do it, see, yeah. I, with Robert Vaughn's portrayal of Napoleon Solo, I always thought the character needed to have this closeted gay aspect. I just never, I never saw him as, as the man about towns. I never saw Robert Vaughn as the closeted gay. I mean, it, no, I mean, there's something about the way he portrayed the character that just like he had so many secrets and he was so uptight that I figured that he's probably closeted gay. I just just read that way. I mean, I, I, I saw it as a kid when it first came on first run in the '60s, but but I always just saw that as you know as, as part of you know you'll never know. What he really is thinking, or who he really is, or, or that's the nature of him being a man of mystery. And I just see Tom Cruise as entirely too open. No, he's probably a closeted gay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That I think that's probably pretty. Ac- okay, lawyers, here they come. Oh, drone his strike. Characters are always, uh, <laughs> his characters are always too easy to see through. I mean, even his even his portrayal. Really, because I think Tom Cruise is pretty uptight. No, no, I'm uh, saying that, 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 that his his acting is. Very it could have been a revelation. I think Tom I Cruise know. has too many uh, right now. Has too many uh, franchises yeah. with his face on it, and I think you need somebody other than, you, for a Napoleon Solo to actually come across the way. And that show is not that show is 
Napoleon and Ilya together as yeah. a team. Yeah, I can't remember it's who, not, who it, took the role of Somebody, somebody else is to match up as far as a workable team. And you know, you've got Cruz is Jack Reacher now. Cruz is you know Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Um, which then we'll argue J.J. Abrams has too much, uh, too many franchises uh, because J.J. Abrams still is an executive producer on Mission Impossible, so he's controlling that Star Trek and Star Wars. You think he'll he'll hold on to the Mission Impossible stuff? if there's money to be made? Yes. Okay. Yes, I mean executive producer could just say hi. Yeah, I showed up there. Uh, they're going to remake Time Cop from uh, Dark Horse. Uh, if you remember that Jean, that brilliant Jean Claude Van Damme film, I do. Um, really was great, great movie. I, I think it was a fun movie, uh, and it was a TV series which I never watched. But yeah, uh, that didn't last. No, yeah. uh, but it, but it's a great title that you know Time Cop says it all in in Hollywood. I'm sure they're like Time Cop. He's a cop who travels through time. Excellent. So there's Is it you want to say Inspector who watches Space the clock? Who watches the clock? Yes. Um, and then Entertainment Weekly did this whole thing on there's a new Wolverine trailer. Have you seen all the stuff with the Silver Samurai revealed? And uh, I don't think, no, I don't think I have. Well, so anybody else seen the Wolverine, the new trailer for The Wolverine? Because that's the difference. He is, because the Japanese oh, are calling yeah. him The Wolverine, yes. Uh, based vaguely on the Frank Miller, Chris Claremont miniseries from 82. They should have uh, done the Badger. Totally different character. Not sure who owns him anymore. Um, but and and Hugh Jackman wants to play Wolverine. He doesn't want to play the Badger. Um, so I love the Badger. I love the Badger. It's a great <laughs> book. It was. I can't remember what the last time it talk about your career. He was he was Deadpool before Deadpool was Deadpool. Except he wasn't self aware. He did. He didn't. He wasn't aware. He of wasn't aware. He didn't break the third third wall. He didn't. He, did, he didn't know he was fictional. But uh, fourth wall. anyway, fourth so wall. yeah, fourth wall. But the thing the thing is that now they are tying the Wolverine into. Days of Future Past. So it takes place after uh, after the events of that movie we all pretend didn't happen. Uh, X-Men, The Last Stand. So Jean Grey is dead and he's feeling the guilt of that. And, and uh, what's her name? Famke Jansen apparently keeps coming back to haunt him as a ghost oh. in the film. And so the new trailer shows him like waking up and seeing her and going, no. Nah. And then it shows the Iron Man armor and then he sits him down. But... Um, <laughs> I'm getting that feeling too. Like all these Marvel movies are starting to have hit all the same beats and like the same shots and things. Because there's a Jane Foster falling shot in the Thor: The Dark World trailer that's just like Gwyneth Paltrow falling in Iron Man three. And I'm like, oh my god, we got it's maybe it is time to put this genre to rest. As much as I hate to say it, but then uh, but then Patrick, I know I'm sorry, I did I spoke bad things. Uh, and Patrick Stewart will be in um, in the Wolverine to then start laying the groundwork for. So Stewart will come past. back as a character, not just a voice. Or no, Charles Xavier will be walking because logically, by what happened at the end of Last Stand, he should right. he should be able to walk. Okay. So uh, a lot of nerd stuff, and I think we lost people. Um, but that's what we do. That's what we do. Uh, so keep that, up, keep up. That's it. Uh, anybody else got anything? One, one last stump or lack? I got. I got to yeah, okay, go. We got a stump. All or right. Or what All right. is your name? Let's go Delroke, sorry. Wrong. Sit down. No. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> from the uh, from the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Rocket Raccoon character. Yes. In the original miniseries comic book, what was the name of his home planet? Oh, first to the audience. Nobody. Rocket Raccoon's home planet miniseries by Bill Mantlo with Mike Mignola on art. And his sidekick, who is apparently now going to be in the film, and now I'm really angry at myself because I read the article this morning that mentioned the home planet, which was an asylum world, and I forgot to make that note. I could have cheated. 
uh, except that his sidekick is a walrus named Wal Russ, and that Wal Russ will be in the film uh, accordingly. So, uh, I, I don't, let's see. Let, let's go through the song. Uh, McGill, the planet McGill, right? Uh, because it is Rocky Raccoon is totally uh, Rocket Raccoon is everything is <laughs> is song is from the Ballad of Rocket of Rocky Raccoon. Um, yeah, I don't know. You stumped me. Half world. Half world. Okay, sir. Like you may step forward because you actually stumped. The you Zorlach. stumped the Zorlak. Take two. Very good, yeah. And we'll do another. We'll do another drawing too, just because uh, to keep the pace up. So, has everybody got a ticket? Oh, so he took. Wait, just so you know, uh, a Star Wars, no- Star Trek novel, Typhon Pact, and the first issue way back when I dug into the vault for this for Tales from the Crypt, number one, the uh, paper cuts, uh, more kid friendly re- revival, and uh, good book, good choice, yeah, excellent. Good. So, okay. Because we so, like paper cuts, despite the fact that they're making the annoying orange graphic novels. All right. Um, choose a choose a. I should say that. I ticket do like, from there. I, my son loves the annoying orange okay. graphic novels. What do we got? Three, five, nine, six, one, three. Hey, come on up. Come on up. Woo-hoo. Yay. So tell us your name in the microphone right there. Mary Schwer. Mary. What's the, what's the geekiest thing you're involved in? This really, I know. I'm looking at her. She's going. She's kind of dressed like a normal. How did a normal get in here? She's got a lot of ribbons, though. Uh, she does have some ribbons, but they're back to it. Uh, are you? Did you sneak in from the Catholic char- charismatic uh, convention? No. Uh, <laughs> like, wow, wow. No, all right. There we Didn't go. want to disparage you that way. Oh, you know, they're, I'm sure they're nice people. I'm sure they are. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> No, the Pope said they're saved too. It's good. It's a great. It's true. It's a moving target. Damocles. There we go. Okay. Yes. Do we say Damocles? She's choosing. She's choosing. She's She's chosen the novel Damocles. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Mary. Terrific. So how are we doing on time? Twelve twenty-six. Uh, we got to wrap well, up. We can, pretty, we can wrap up. So soon. well. Oh, well, we uh, let's let's uh, again. We got to thank. Uh, that's all right, but we but when we've been running from over an hour twenty, we're, we're it's not this audience that we're worried about now. We're worried about those people that only listen for ten minutes. How long is it going to take this to download? Uh. So um, it's Mrs. Brett Schneider. Ah uh, yes, Mrs., yeah. So um, you think Moon Knight's ever coming back? Do I think Moon Knight's ever Moon coming Knight's- back? <laughs> Moon Knight just came back. Really? Yeah. Pulling out on me here? What's uh, you wouldn't like any of the did. recent books. Uh, like I did. No. I thought it was good. Moon Knight came back. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis was writing it, and he was crazy. He thought he was going out because he had the multiple personalities, right? You recall that, and you probably liked that in The Secret Identities. Yeah. So Brian Michael Bendis took it to the next logical step, which was that he thought in his psychosis that he'd been relocated to the West Coast to revive the West Coast Avengers. He was a one-man West Coast Avengers, Assuming the identities of his of his teammates on the Avengers, so he thought he was Wolverine, he thought he was Spider Man, he thought he was Captain America, and would be conferencing with himself and fighting crime, and then the whole thing was it's always just him. 
but he sees them as these other extensions of personality outside of himself. <laughs> it, it wasn't was in a Moonlight book. I mean, yeah, it was in the Moonlight solo book. Yes, okay. taking this as a serious and this was thing taken seriously because well, when you think about about Moonlight, the, and they played with it, that, that idea was that he couldn't. He was losing control of his alternate personalities. First, it started as being like the shadow, having a few different identities, and they started bleeding into each other, and he started losing control of which identity was he, and so. Bendis took it the next logical step. Then if he thinks he's as good as any of these superheroes, then he's going to think he is these superheroes. And I don't think he was actually dressing up as them, but he was seeing himself as them as he was fighting crime. And so uh, I don't know if that book is still published, but it was just in the last two yeah, years. I, I, I bought the first few issues of it, and it didn't grab me the way the original series was, so I, so I didn't but I try and foist it, it upon you. Okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> So the other question is for um, Jay. I know he has um, young daughters, as yes. does uh, Derek. And I was wondering what um, what fan type reading they are doing these ah. days. Um, actually, um, my twelve year old is, uh, is is exploring various avenues of manga stuff. Um, she's getting into the pasta characters now, and right, the creepy pasta. Um, Creepy pasta. Yeah, it, they're um, okay. they are pastafarians. They are no, they're not pastafarians. That is a different thing entirely. Um, no, uh, it's all zombie based or or supernatural based. Uh, the, a lot of the character explorations are where. What would it be like to be the bad guy? There's a okay. lot of that going on. Um, she's caught up on Netflix. Um, there's a several Japanese series on that she's gotten seriously into having discovered that they're on streaming and so she yeah. comes home and when I'm not looking she turns on the Netflix and starts streaming stuff down um, there's uh, well, well, discovering no, Xena? no no actually my 8 year old loves Xena my 8 year old oh, thinks cool. Xena's the best thing ever the problem is that she's all caught up to like season 5 and they're starting to get re- some rather inappropriate references oh, so yeah. we are starting to uh, so starting to, to wean the little one off of Xena okay um they were, they were, yeah, she's getting into Doctor Who, right? The, the eight-year-old is loving Doctor Who. Um, Katie, re, re, Katie is resisting admitting that she likes Doctor Who. Uh, she doesn't think it's cool because we think it's cool. That's, you know, there's the whole parental cool, cool factor thing. Uh, so it's, um, she's much more into the, uh, into the anime thing, she was uh, she was into Flower Basket for a while, and now then she oh, got fruit, into Fruit Basket. Fruit Basket, right? Yeah. Fruit Basket. Listen, listen <laughs> to me, knew. right? Oh right she was into Fruit Basket for a while. <laughs> yes, and you know about these things, so there you go. You're in the same place. Um, right now, she's into the I forgot the name of the series. It was um, it's all about these, these Japanese ghost stories, the Mushi. Mm, I don't know. The, she's pretty seriously into some of that stuff's pretty creepy. I'm pretty proud of her. So the one where they're trying to get stuff. their souls, they have to capture souls. Yes. Of other yeah. 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 These these thread soul things that they're chasing around after all the time. Um, she watched the entire series run that was up on um, for um, uh, 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 Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, yeah. I, a lot of kids love that one. Which so. is which is awesome. I watched that with her, and that was. Was, yeah, that was pretty awesome, actually. I was very impressed with that. I heard really good things about that one. And my daughter at fourteen is now she's gone through the Vampire Diaries, as we mentioned up front. Uh, but but in graphic novels, we just uh, she and I are uh, discovering together the Unwritten from uh, Vertigo, which starts off as kind of like a a Harry Potter 
a, a character is like the Christopher Robin syndrome. He grew up, his father wrote this series of novels about a character named Tommy Taylor, and he is Tommy Taylor, and so he's really bitter, like Christopher Robin was bitter. Because it was obvious to everyone who read the series that his son was named Yes, the same, and yeah. so, uh, but The Unwritten is a fantastic exploration about how stories and narratives affect our realities. And because he's accused of uh, the first issue, he's accused of not existing. Someone says like every every document there is is a birth. You can't find a birth certificate. You're not actually real. And his father had disappeared years years before. And people are waiting for the last novel, and uh, it's not coming. And so uh, and suddenly the, he's fighting a villain named Count Ambrosio, who's a vampire, and the, and, so, and somebody claiming to be the vampire kidnaps him and. Tries to tries to kill him, and he survives. And suddenly he's met, he's saved by a girl who's named after a character from Dickens. And the Frankenstein monster shows up, and all these things are being pulled into the real world. And it's a really, really fascinating, fascinating well, they, graphic novel series. Per, are they being, they're being pulled into the real world, or the world is suddenly filling well, up with psychopathic copycats. No, no, no. What the, the thing is, you know, it's as long as we believe. That's what, it, what and it's gone deeper and deeper. You know, well, that's it. They've had the psychopathic copycat being the vampire, and then the vampire really shows up. Ah. And so it's you're never sure what's actually supposed to be going on. And you know, oh. so Fun. so we've gotten into that. Cool. So there we go. So what do you think? Should we give something else away? One last yeah. All right. got audience. Back here. Okay, okay. So let's yeah, we do have a sec. When we don't give away. We got to take home. We're gonna give uh, you <laughs> one more chance for a lucky ticket owner. I've got a golden ticket. Three, five, nine, six, one, zero. All right, come back. Put that back in the box. Okay. All right. All right. Give me one more. Yes, yes, yes. They're all three, five, nine, aren't they? Six, one, seven. Six, one, seven. We had a couple people leave, so. Oh my God, I feel six, like... one, seven. This is like a bad bingo yeah. game right now. <laughs> six, one, seven. Six, two, one. I think that's me. <laughs> okay, we'll let Jay do one. Let's do one more before we get through the real audience. Okay, okay. But Jay can have one, definitely. Yep. 612. Yay! Yay! Okay, yay. What's your name? Where are you from? Uh, my name's Julie, and I live in San Jose. Excellent. Excellent. Look through the stack. So before we close, we should uh, invite you all to listen to the regular podcast, hear your own podcast that you were on by going to fanboyplanet.com or look for Fanboy Planet Podcast on iTunes. Hey, someone just tweeted us. Best uh, uh, best Fanboy Planet Podcast guest ever, Bonnie Girl, one of the best episodes. So, nice. Uh, nice. Did Bonnie tweet that? No, it's oh. Del Rosario, that, FR right. Del Rosario. Who's that? There we go. You tweeted it. All right, excellent. Terrific. So, uh, live time. This is social media. Bonnie left and she said, Weed, social media works. Yeah, I okay. Bonnie to come back. She was much more entertaining than me. Uh, uh, we'll see if we can. Oh, uh, I know. Oh, we do. All right. So, uh, big yeah. hugs for Jay. So, come on. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jay. You can, of course, uh, for those listening at home and those here, you can pick us up on iTunes. And please please subscribe. Please rate. Uh, please tell friends. Uh, we are available on the Stitcher app. And, uh, of course, we can be found at www.fanboyplanet.com. And if people have questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, of course, we welcome it all at editor at fanboyplanet.com. I am Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. 
And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Thank you. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.